UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. My intro, if it works. Sometimes this software is goofy. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me today. Today we're going to be talking about uh, alien encounters that go back to the 90s when, you know, I, I think that that was a lot of what was going on back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s were a lot of alien abduction encounters and, and, and contact cases. And you don't hear about it as much anymore. But who I have with me is Maria Cuccia. She's the founder and president of Elijah Records, LLC and the co-founder and CEO of Advanced Back Technologies. She's spoken on national television and various radio stations about her otherworldly experience in 1992, where she was shown a boy named Elijah. The intensity of the emotions she struggled with after her encounter eventually led her to compose music for healing and meditation. Her story of Elijah was first published in a book called Alien Rock by Michael Luckman in 2005. Maria supported Michael in his research of famous musicians who shared similar otherworldly experiences, which greatly influenced their music. Maria contributed to a chapter called Mystery of an Altered Reality for Turning Point Moments, book anthology. Christine Clauser is currently working on final edits for her upcoming memoir. And her website is mariacuccia.com. And the book is called Turning Point Moments. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Maria, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, when did this all start? And like, how? What, if you could tell us about the experience, what happened? Well, the major experience was the conscious one that I had in 1992. I was 32 years old. I was married at the time. I had three young daughters and everybody was sound asleep. And I woke up at around three o'clock in the morning and I just remember feeling electricity running through my body. It was very strange. And I, lie, I lied on my back and looked up and it looked like a beam of light in the ceiling. And I was just staring at it, but feeling like, you know, just racing energy through my body. And the next thing I remember, I felt like I was being elevated at a rapid pace. And the next thing I remember, I'm what appeared to be a spaceship or something. You know, I was just on this ship and there were three beings around me. And I remember long white robes. I don't remember their faces. They had hoods. 
but they were um, guiding me or telling me to look at the window. There was this big window and I looked out and I saw a, a large group of children and one child was brought forth and waved to me. We locked eyes and he was just moving his hand back and forth. I don't remember any emotion, expression on the face, just staring, looking at me and waving. And I actually turned to the being and I said, is this my son? And I heard, I guess it was telepathically, this is your son. His name is Elijah. And we're going to return you now. And when when you return, you must look up the meaning of his name. And again, this is all I remember. I'm sure there were other details, but I just remember them feeling a rapid energy, like racing downward and just pounding in my chest. And I sat up in bed and I was shocked. I didn't know what it was. It seemed so real. It did not feel like a dream. And I kept hearing the voice look up the meaning of his name. And so I, I got out of bed. I, I went into, you know, searched for the book on my bookshelf. And I looked up Elijah and it means the Lord is my savior. And I, it was just such a profound moment. I just sat and I, I cried. I didn't know what had happened to me. So the strange thing about that is of course, the next day I'm telling everybody I had this strange experience last night. I don't know what it was all about. And everybody assumed it was just a dream, a nightmare. But the more time that went on, I thought about it. I realized about eight years prior, I was pregnant. I was three months pregnant. And I went to the doctor, had a sonogram, saw the fetus, saw the heartbeat, heard the heartbeat. Everything was fine until the next day. I had excruciating pain. I collapsed to the floor. It was so bad, we had to get an ambulance. And I was rushed to the hospital. And the doctor said, you're having a miscarriage. And he said, I actually passed the sack, the fetal sack. And Later that night, I went home after the doctor did what he had to do. I cried myself to sleep. And the next day, the doctor's office called me and they said, Maria, you have to get down to radiology immediately. I said, why, what's wrong? They said, you passed the fetal sac, but there was no fetus inside. I, I got a, I got a question. What, what, so I can, I don't have kids. And so like, what does that mean? You pass the fetal sac. I, I don't, I'm not real familiar with like, you know, like medical terminology. Yeah. I mean, when, when, you know, at three months pregnant, the fetus is growing inside a sac, you know, and then you have the umbilical cord and all of that. I, I passed that fetal sac, when you're doing the sonogram, you're, you're seeing the beginnings, the growth of the fetus inside the sac, which is, you know, again, the, the umbilical cord is feeding all the nutrients to the baby. It's like a protective sac that they're growing in. So sonogram showed it. We had the, the image of the, the fetus and the sac was expelled and and there was no fetus inside. 
Oh I, my God. It was just, but at the time I didn't know anything. I, I said, what does this mean? And the doctors were baffled. He, he, the doctor, an assistant, nurses, they were doing sonograms. They were doing, checking me to make sure that the fetus did not come out of the sack and that, you know, was still inside me or that I had an atopic pregnancy, which means the baby, you know, moved into one of the tubes, the fallopian tubes. So I was checked extensively for that. But at the end of the day, the doctors were just baffled. And they said to me, this is very unusual, but you're healthy. There's nothing wrong. You'll be fine. You'll be able to have more children, which I did. So I never thought about it, never really thought about it until I had this experience. And then it made me wonder. And again, like you said, this was back in the 90s where there wasn't much information about this until one day I happened to turn on the TV and I actually saw trailers and coming attractions for a movie called Intruders. Did you ever hear of that? I've had Deborah Jordan Cobble on my show. Oh, uh, you have? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that she's about as closest to Bud Hopkins that I was ever going to get on my show because, you know, Bud passed away. But, you know, like, I'm still a big fan of his work. So, like, I definitely wanted to have Deborah on my show. And I did. She's a really nice lady. She's, uh, you know, and for people that don't know, that what we're talking about is Deborah Jordan Cobble. She's the subject of the book Intruders, which they then made a movie about, which Maria's talking about. Yeah, and I'm so grateful to her and Bud Hopkins because, again, I I thought I I went to psychiatrists, I went to therapists. I was like because I was convinced it was real, and I and I was determined to actually find my son. I still have that feeling. This is 30 years later. I'm just starting to speak about this publicly. You know, I, writing the book was very therapeutic for me. But now I'm just beginning to speak because I'm able to now, you know, you're, well, you have a show it. like this. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, this was like a, like a common thing. Like this is like something that people are forgetting about that. There was these, like, I think they called them like ghost pregnancies or something like that, where like, you know, like that supposedly like, you know, a woman would get pregnant and then she would have a miscarriage and then it could be possible that the aliens took the baby. I mean, there's really no other explanation for it. Like another than it just vanishing out of thin air, you know, and how could that happen? I mean, you have a fetus grown inside you, which is connected, as you said, to the umbilical cord, which is feeding it nutrients. So it's a real fetus. It's alive. Right. And then one day it just disappears. It just doesn't. It, and this happened to not just you know, this ha I'm sure you've done research. This has happened to a lot of people, right? A lot of women. Yes, that's why I think it, it's so important to speak about it because, you know, back then it was troubling. It was disturbing people, you know, because after the miscarriage, that was okay because I was healthy. So that was just something that was weird. But being shown a child eight years later, was very difficult to deal with. And like I said, I saw that movie, I just happened to catch it on TV. And um, I actually went to see Bud Hopkins. I, I was desperate 
for someone to explain what was going on because, uh, I mean, the psychiatrist actually told my husband at the time that I was psychotic and delusional. You know, it was, it was very difficult because I, I said, there's, there's a boy. I know his name. I saw him. I want to find him. And Bud Hopkins, he was, he was just so kind. You know, I went to his art studio in the city. He welcomed me and I spoke to him and he said, I feel for you. He said, just know that you're not crazy and you're not alone. And, you know, what could we do about it? So back then there wasn't much I could do. And I, you know, and that's why I channeled my music, my, my emotions into music. And I just became, you know, that, because I didn't know what to do with, with all the emotion. I was, was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, do you think sometimes these alien encounters were to like, like spur like transformation in a human being or like in our species like if you think about it deeply because a lot of times like people are initially scared of their contact but then after they look at it they feel like a lot of times they've had like a spiritual transformation like in your case it was very serious because we have to remember that you lost a child but at the same time you were able to do something beautiful where you're able to like create this frequency music that like probably helps a lot of people. I mean, did you ever think about that or what, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that. And that's kind of what I, I, um, that is my message, you know, take it. It's, it's, it, there's so much information out there, but it's still, it's still hard to grasp and really fully understand. So, you know, my thought is, channel it channel it into something and the, the music helped and then like you said then the music started helping others the music that i was creating so i um you know i did a lot with the music back then um starting to to get back to it now you know because life you know just i went into other paths but um the well, music. I wanted to ask you something. Like, what did you? What do you think of like the new? I mean, like, since you've done music for so long, you have to have seen this. What do you think of like all the new like binaural beats and like frequency music? Like, are you? Do you like that? Is that? I mean, because like you were kind of like a pioneer in this stuff. So like, I mean, like you you were doing this like you were doing like frequency type music back in the '90s. So like, what are your thoughts on like the the evolution of like? you know, like binaural beats and frequency beats and stuff like that. Do you, do you make that stuff too? I'm, I, for me, it was more, um, I'm going to start creating music again. So I can't say that I do that now. Um, my daughter is a musician. She, she is an incredible musician, but the, as far as what you're saying, back in the day when I started, because I was a classically trained pianist. So after the experience, I, I was hearing, like you just said, it was frequencies. It was, it was, it was sounds. It wasn't melodies. It wasn't composition. It wasn't lyrics with a bridge. You know, it, that's, that's not what I was hearing. I was hearing these sounds. So Back in the day, it was, you know, synthesizers were just being introduced to the market and I, I bought it. It was a whole new thing for me to learn how to play it. And um, 
again, I, I was getting up usually at around three in the morning and just, I had a, a studio in my home, a piano, because I used to teach piano. And um, I just started, in fact, the first piece I did was on a cassette tape and I gave it to my brother to play. He had a store. And I said, you know what, play this as background in your store and see what people think, because it was unusual. Like you said, today, a lot of people are doing it with these frequencies and sounds and very ethereal type music. And um, and the funny people started asking about it. How do I buy this? Where do I get this? And that's what was pushing me to go to the next level of actually recording it and and um, packaging it and selling it. One day I got a call from, from a DJ, this DJ who um, was big in New York City with house music, you know, like heavy. Oh, I love house music, yeah. yeah, yeah so I, I, he was doing that. I used method. to go to festivals and stuff. Like, Did you really? Yeah, well, yeah. he was pretty popular in the day. And he um, was in my brother's store picked up my tape, listened to it. Now, again, mine is all relaxation. He's used to beats and heavy beats and all of that. He actually called me after listening to it. He said, I've got to meet you. I've got to meet you. I, and and uh, he was, it, it was so intense. He just felt it. And then he explained to me why. He said he was chilling in his room, listened to my music, and he felt, his father's image who had passed away, he felt that he was able to see his father. It, it just like he appeared. And it was almost and like you're saying, who knows with the frequency, I, it wasn't my intention. I was just recording what I was hearing in my mind, but he couldn't believe the intensity of seeing a spirit of his father and he felt like his father was communicating to him. So he ended up getting me a, my first record deal as an artist. And I was on a compilation CD with famous DJs, you know, and it was because chill music was just beginning back then. Cause even in these clubs, they had a chill room. It was like the new thing back then, which I didn't- I think they called it ambient, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I'm not sure, you know. I, but yeah. now, now, did you see like people are doing like if you look on YouTube? I mean, I think I saw. I, th I do you have you have some music up on YouTube, right? Yes, I put I put a few. I'm starting to add video now, and that was my older music, and now I'm starting to create new with my daughter. What do you think? And I was going to say, what does your daughter think of like the the people who are tuning stuff to like four thirty two frequency? They say, and then there's like I don't, you know, they say that I think it's five forty four is like mm -hmm. a healing frequency. Did right. you ever get into any of that, or, or do you she plan is. to? She's she's very into that because she's she also sings and she uses a singing, the the you know singing bowls and she's and she sells crystals for healing. So she's. She's more into that than I am, you know. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get your daughter on my show then. Yes. I mean, just too as well, because like, 
Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about to go back to the abduction stuff, like did you, you said you went to hypnosis. Did you do your hypnosis with Bud Hawkins? And when you did your hypnosis, were you able to uncover anything or what, like, did you get anything from it or, and, and, and then on top of that, did you feel like, uh, I'll ask you that first. Sorry. I didn't want to ask. You okay. No, that's fine. I did not do hypnosis with Bud Hopkins. He just was, like I said, such a kind man who just assured me, you know, just try to live your life as best you can. You're not crazy. This is, you know, an unusual phenomenon. He was doing a lot of research. I thanked him for doing the movie, you know, because it helped me. And um, I did the the funny thing is i um i had a lot of other experiences in a, the house i was living in at the time it it, it was more of a haunting you know i felt a spirit there was a spirit in the house um and i i just felt like i for some reason was attributing some things that I was going through with my husband at the time that um, I thought maybe it was a past life experience or I was tapping into something. So I went to hypnosis to do a past life regression. That's why I went for hypnosis. I knew nothing about alien abduction. You know, I had strange experiences, but I really didn't know what was happening. You know, I, Again, saw a movie, I you know heard about certain things, but there wasn't enough info out there at the time. So when I went for past life regression, that's when some experiences were emerging that were not pleasant at all, at all. And 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 what, what what if you don't mind like what happened like what do you remember if you don't mind me asking like yeah I mean was it, it was it was like examination being on a table it's I have the the tape I'm on a table there's beings around me I'm, I'm saying you know what are you doing what do, you know and you hear me you could actually hear me moving you know because I'm talking and I'm moving like you know like leave me alone what do you want. What am I supposed to do? And then I'm hearing, you know, then they're saying, relax, relax. My voice would change, like, relax. And it's like, what do you want from me? Why me? Why me? I kept saying. I was going to ask you that. Why do you think they choose? That's a big question. It's like, why yeah. do you think they choose the people they do? And do you think it has something to do with, like, bloodlines? Or, like, have you even, I don't know. If, I, 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 I don't, I'm just guessing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why they choose the people they do, you know? I ask that all the time. I still say, why me? Why me? Why, why, why do I still feel I'm going to find Elijah? Why do I have to have that? You know, I'm, I'm a professional woman. I'm a businesswoman. I travel the world. It's hard for me to even start talking. You know, you wonder, are people going to, are colleagues going to hear me talking like this? You know, at this point, it, it's, you know, it doesn't matter to me at this because I think there is something that needs to be figured out. There's a lot of theories out there, but I basically want to find Elijah. I really do. You know, it, it's yeah, just, yeah. 
and what I was going to say was, like, it's very strange. Like, I, I think this was going on, like, you don't hear about it as much anymore. I don't know why. I don't know if they left, the aliens, or whoever was doing this, if they stopped or what's what happened. But, I mean, this was, like, huge in, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s. Like, and it, it all started coming together with, like, you know, Whitley Strieber's books and then, like, the uh, the emergence of the internet where uh, contactees could kind of get together and say, well, wait, like this was happening to me too. And I don't think it was people copying people's experiences. I don't think that I, so I, I hate the skeptics who say that because I really think something very tangible was happening here. I don't think it was just a dream. I really don't. I think there was definitely something going on and I think it needs to be talked about because like, I think a lot of people are trying to process, I guess their trauma, you know? That's why it's so great that you're doing this. You know, that's why I was, uh, um, again, it's helping people like me. It's, it's not, not easy to talk about. That's why I wrote about it. I, you know, now I, it's, I'm still nervous about publishing the book, but um, I'm doing it mainly because like I said, intruders help me. So if I could help others, you know, and, and speak about it. I just, I encourage people to speak, you know, I'm encouraging whatever I could do to assist others because it's, it's very traumatizing and it's, it's uh, hard to just live a normal life when you have this in the back of your mind, because it's almost like, well, I, the thing I kept saying is what am I supposed to do? What am I like? There's this feeling of having to do something, but you don't really know what it is. And at the end of the day, once again, if there are children that are grown now, you know, because Elijah would be 39 years old, you know, or why are they taken from their mothers? Why would they have, the mothers bond with the child and then have them leave again. Why? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of weird, like those, I don't know if you've ever like watched any like alien, you know, like documentaries, they have a lot of them on Amazon prime, but like the, a lot of times like they'll, they'll, there'll be like a hybrid mother and then the aliens will come to the mother and they'll have her hold the child for some reason. Like, and then they'll take it away again. And then like, like the mother will see the child, like, from time to time and in and, and like different experiences. Did mm -hmm. you ever have any of that? Or was it just that one time where you saw or they told you it was him? It's just that one time. But, but one strange thing is my oldest daughter felt she woke up one night and she, she was texting me in the middle of the night. She was like half asleep, but texting me as if, she was getting a message to me through, like Elijah was getting an, a message to me through her. She doesn't even understand it. She she was awakened in the middle of the night and was texting me these long messages, almost like he's trying to communicate, but he can't. It's like he's not allowed to, but he wants to, and he's trying to get through to me and he got through to me through her. It, it was very strange. So there's there's things like that. So no, I have not had other abduction experience, no conscious ones. I don't know if they're subconscious at this point in time, but the conscious one was only that one time. 
Is your daughter really open psychically? It sounds like she is. It sounds like she's like. Yeah. I have three daughters. All three are. They're, they're all very, you know, they, they're all open psychically. So then, yeah. Now, this is this brings up another question. Do, did any of them ever have any experiences or did your mother or father ever have any experiences? Because sometimes this stuff like follows in family lines. Did, do you, do you, does anybody have any experiences that you know? Um, each of my daughters have had different experiences. My oldest had a friend over once and they saw a uh, they did see a UFO hovering outside her bedroom window. So it was the two of them ran to me to let me know that they saw that. Another one, um, you know, things like lights appearing in their rooms. Another one did see a being in the room when she was a young girl saying somebody was in the room. You know, things like that they've had. Wow, that's fascinating. That yeah. really is, right? I mean, like, I, I, it just makes me wonder, like, but why they, uh, so, I mean, are they, are they still having, like, these encounters now? Or, like, did, or did, did it stop? Or, like? It's more the psychic abilities now. They're, they're very, very psychic. <laughs> My daughter. So, okay, this is what, this makes a good point. This, this is, this is kind of goes back to the, uh, the question that I had at the beginning of, the the convert the podcast uh, what i was saying was like do you think that these like spark like an, an awakening in people and for you it started you on your frequency music then what it sounds like is like your daughters had like experiences and now they have psychic abilities so it makes me think do these experiences um spark some kind of like you know awakening in people but then you have to take there's like the traumatic side too where the encounters are traumatic and people don't understand them so it leaves us in a conundrum just asking questions would right. you agree with that or no i agree 100 percent. yes and again it's it's all a matter of how you look at it you know so there are i just you know my daughter was actually with me and we were driving and we saw a car parked on the side of the street with a big poster on it that said um, I have a picture of it. I forget exactly what it said, but you know, UFOs are, are evil, you know, this and that it's, 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 you know, the devil, this was this, a religious message, you know, about that. But, you know, my, my thing is that of course there's good and evil and everything, you know, God created everything. God created good, you know, and there is evil. So um, what does that mean? You know, what are these people saying? We shouldn't talk about it or, you know, I think we shouldn't fear these things. This is, this is my point. If we fear, which I did in the beginning, the experience, the more I feared it, the more it happened. I had many, many, you know, frightening experiences. The Elijah experience to me was a beautiful experience, but maybe the, like you said, the initial experience that, that frightened me because I was searching for answers. I needed to know maybe that did spark something in, in my mind to open up my 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 mind on a conscious level in order to be prepared 
for for that experience with Elijah. I don't know. There there's so many theories out there. So many. And I always say in order to get to heaven, we have to pass through hell. So if we could make it through a traumatizing experience and get through it and still stand strong and, you know, have confidence in ourselves and and have faith in God that, you know, this is happening for a reason, which is what I told myself. I accept it, you know, not that I enjoy it, but I accept whatever I'm supposed to experience in life. And then, you know, there, there's typically a, a light at the end of the tunnel. So for me, like I said, I channeled it as best I could. And speaking about it now is just, I continue to heal just by talking about it. Yeah. One, one thing I was going to say is I think you're coming, you're, you're at a point where you're coming out at a good time because I think it's a lot more accepted nowadays. Whereas like in the 90s when this was happening to you, right. Like, I know you you talked about that you had met Eve Lorgan back in the 90s, which I've had Eve on my show. She's amazing. Um, you know, I look at you guys as like pioneers because like you were kind of standing up for people who didn't have a voice really back right. then, you know, because it was it was heavily ridiculed. It was very taboo. It still is. You know, people yeah. think you're crazy if you talk about alien encounters, but it's not. It's there's something definitely going on. It, I don't I don't like when people say it's sleep paralysis or right. you know it's just some the figment of the imagination. I don't believe any of that. I believe whether it's okay maybe so okay so let's look at it this way. Maybe these things aren't coming from space. I can buy that because they send out signals in space all the time and they never find anything. Right. But these things can be so more such more advanced than us that we're not picking up on it or they could be cloaked a lot of people say that that there's ships up there and they're cloaked we just don't see them and that nasa lies to us and then third of all they could be coming interdimensionally like through portals or wormholes so like i think there's a lot of evidence that they could actually be here doing this i think i don't so what i mean but what are your thoughts on everything i just said no definitely with you know i i i um i'm a big fan of jacques ballet you know i'm sure you know so yeah. Because back then, again, this is back then is when I did most of my reading. I'm I'm not up on on much today of what's out there today, but um, dimensions that made sense to me. You know, we're tapping into different dimensions, which gets into your concept of the frequencies. You know, everything is about vibration, tapping into frequencies. Maybe. Uh, some of the music I did back then without me realizing it back then, as I said, the DJ listened to it and saw the spirit of his father. Maybe I should go back and focus more on that and do, do the frequencies um, because supposedly we're, you know, heading, heading to a time where we will be able to communicate on a readily basis with spirits, you know? So, as you said, these these could be advanced beings. This could be future coming back here, just preparing us to to become enlightened. I think we, just the fact that we ask questions that that's what we need to do. You know, I, I agree. I agree. And and uh, yeah, the, it's it's interesting, right? It's it's uh, it's uh, it, it's it's um. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. Um, I think that's it. But I mean, um, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we finish up for today? Or um, 
No, I just want to thank you for doing what you do. I think it's wonderful that you have this podcast. I appreciate you asking me to come on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm really trying to get the word out because I think like, you know, I think like there's like a like a big, very big effort for people to not want people to talk about this stuff. Right. And then they put misinformation out in on yes. the Internet. So people don't believe it or they think that like, uh, how do I say this? They think that something else is going on or they'll put out elaborate stories. I don't even know who they is. It could be the government. It could be aliens. Yeah. It could be. But it's something is putting misinformation into our society where people start to think either they either think like really elaborate things or they think like you know the wrong things and i just want to get the true stories out there so you know that people understand what happened and what is happening to people yes i think it's great it's wonderful yeah well um do you want to tell everybody where to uh find your book and 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 your website and and if if they want to like listen to your music how do they do that it's I give it it's it's on my website. Yeah. And my actual book, all I did was write a chapter in the turning points book. That was my beginnings of writing. But I have a full book uh, uh, that's um, won't be out probably for like another year because it's um, working with some people now um, who are very interested in publishing it. So um taking my time because again it's hard i'm there's a lot of detail in in the book which is called when the teapot cries but um the turning points moments i i just contrib contributed a chapter on that but my website is my name mariacuccia.com and the music's there you know for free to listen to that's awesome. Well, th yeah. thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting to hear your story and stuff. And I'd love thank to you. have you on again. When you come out with your book, I'd have you on again. And, and okay. I'd be interested in talking to your the, the one your daughter that does the singing bowls. If she wants to come on and talk about psychic stuff, we can do that too. Great. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Thank nice you. you. Have a nice night. I'll you send too. you a link when 